And welcome to Let's Talk Real Estate, program number 1,185. My name is Fritz Fister. I'm with REMAX Professionals of Springfield. I want to thank you for sharing your time with me this morning. I hope you're enjoying this beautiful, sunny Saturday morning. Today, we're going to share with you the October home sale report, and we're going to take a look inside the market that you can only hear on this program. Uh, today, we will take a look also at the sales out in the Rochester School District. You remember, a couple weeks ago, we did Springfield District 186, then we did Chatham. Now we're swinging around to Rochester. Following the weekly observations, we'll have the phone lines open for your questions at 217-629-7970. If I may, please remind you the opinions expressed on Let's Talk Real Estate are solely mine. They're not necessarily those of sponsors of REMAX Professionals of Springfield, REMAX International, or the Capital Area Realtors. I'm a licensed real estate broker. I don't own REMAX. I'm not an attorney at law or a tax expert or a financial planner, so the opinions I share with you come from those of a real estate broker serving the Springfield area and families just like yours as a full-time realtor since 1987. I want to thank our sponsors for this half hour of the program, Mark's Fireplace and Lighting, the store that will brighten up your lifestyle. Writings Plumbing. When you have a plumbing problem, it's Writings to the rescue. And Leader One Mortgage Lender, the only mortgage lender with the $5,000 guarantee for home sellers if the loan doesn't close on time from a buyer approved by Leader One. That's our sponsors, and we must thank them. Without their help, we wouldn't be here. Hey, I want to say good morning quickly to my sister Mindy out in Cumberland, Maryland, my son Sam in Washington, D.C., my son Josh and his wife Ashley out in, Cum uh, out, in Cumberland, out in North Carolina, and my grandkids, Kenzie and Weston. I hope you all are having a great day. They're tuned in on WMAY.com. Uh, time for your weekly observations brought to you by Mark's Fireplace and Lighting, the store of distinction on the South 6th Street frontage road. Stop by Mark's today. It's, they're wrapping up their year-end patio furniture sale. It's all indoors. It's all comfortable. Uh, they added 7,500 square feet showroom uh, space to display their outdoor kitchens, their patio furniture. Oh, my gosh. It is so nice. And you're going to get the best buy of the year today. Stop by Mark's Fireplace and Lighting. Tell them Fritz sent you. Uh, it's time for your weekly observations dated this uh, November 3rd, 2018. And the title is October Home Sales Report, and a look inside the market you will only get here. Uh, you know, these numbers are subject to changes. Uh, member brokers of the Capital Area Realtors MLS, well, they've got a few more days to report their closed sales, but I really don't expect any significant changes. So here's the preliminary uh, sales report for October of this year compared to last. Uh, new listings of 380 were down 6.86%. Closed home sales of 316 were down 1.86%. I expect that to maybe catch up to even. Home listings going under contract, 291. They were up 4.7%. You remember last week I said I thought they'd finish 5 to 10% up. Well, they came up just a little bit shy. Uh, the median uh, sale price was way up. It was up 14.6% to 131.7, which made up for the 8.5% drop uh, in, uh, uh, in September. Excuse me. 
Uh, now, here's where we stood through the first 10 months of this year compared to last year. Uh, new listings were down 5.99%. Closed home sales were down 3.73%. Home listings going under contract were down 2.5%. The median sale price was up. Hey, we had an up category. $125,000. Very affordable market, up 2.24%. Uh, you know, that's not a bad market. It's not a good market either. So we just steady eddy it along here in Springfield. But I wanted to share with you today uh, just kind of a different look at things from inside the market, a little inside baseball, if you will. Now, comparing today with this week, going back to 2013, five years ago, closed sales are 1.1% lower than in 2013. Homes under contract are 8.8% lower. Now, this is important. Expired and withdrawn listings are down 32.5%. That's huge. And the number of homes for sale is down 20.6%. And that makes sense, doesn't it? The fewer homes that are for sale, you can afford to keep your house out on the market because buyers have less to choose from. Now, five years later, sales are down. And that's why I say it can't be called a good market. But being only down 1.1% means it's not a bad market either. But it means we haven't grown in five years during a purported recovery. In fact, we shrank. Now, here's an, another little ditty for you, if you will. Through November 2nd of this year, there have been 3,214 closed home sales. The fewest closed sales on this date back to and including 2013. Now, let's look at the market from a different angle, shall we? When we consider the number of jobs uh, that we've lost in the Springfield area and the population loss, I believe it was 3,600 uh, due to out-migration primarily, you know, we're really fortunate to have the sales that we have. And last week, I kind of gave a breakdown of those job numbers. Uh, so if you want to, uh, we podcast this program on WMAY.com. You can listen to that if you have a liking. Uh, the major finding for me last week, as I was uh, commiserating about being too optimistic on my predictions for the year, was not to underestimate the impact of higher taxes and burdensome regulations upon the economy. Now, my estimation that the reduced regulations and income taxes, you know, from the federal government would have boosted our market. Well, that apparently isn't going to be the situation uh, here in Illinois because they've done the opposite. They raised taxes and they didn't do a thing about regulations. So let's take a look at the human reaction to rising taxes on homeowners locally, you know, both income and property taxes. What is the best barometer of the human reaction to these taxes. Is it out-migration? I think it is. And let me ask you this. Who can afford to pick up stakes and move out of Illinois? Well, it's more likely high-income earners, isn't it? So let's uh, proceed with that as our premise. Do you recall, I don't know how many times I've stood here and said, look, this is the best time in my 32 years in the business to be an upper-bracket buyer. And I was curious about it, so I did a study. Here's the proof. In addition to the, by the way, we should remember this, in, in addition to the permanent income tax increase and the rising property taxes in Illinois, don't forget the new federal tax caps for state income taxes combined with property taxes is limited at $10,000. Now, that's huge for 
top-earning folks. The study the, that I did revealed some pretty stunning results, in my opinion, of homes listed at $350,000 and higher uh, this year that sold and closed through November the 2nd. There were a total of 131 closed sales, or 4% of all sales. So you see, you've already got uh, challenges in upper bracket seller because only about 4% of the buyers in the market can afford to purchase at your price point. Now, of those sales, 30% had no sale history uh, recorded at the county, so I've got to assume that they were new construction when they bought them and the cost of bill didn't record it. Of upper bracket homes that have sold this year, 8.8% were new construction homes, and there are no records that show the cost of the building. So that's 38.8% of the upper bracket sales where we don't have a cost basis to see if the seller sold for more or less than cost. However, I can tell you this, 22.14% of upper bracket sellers sold for less than what they paid for the home. You want me to repeat that? 22.14% of upper bracket sellers sold for less than what they paid for their home. That's one out of every four to five upper bracket sellers taking a loss to move. Some of these purchases were as long as 15 to 20 years ago. Man, that has to leave a mark. Well, there's your human reaction to high taxes and regu uh, regulatory costs. Top earners willing to take a loss to move. And why? You know, they can move to states where there are no income taxes. And property taxes, they can be a fraction of what they paid in Illinois. It may, may not take long for them to make up for the loss that they take, but they're going to have significantly lower cost of living right out of the chute. It reminds me of this couple that I helped them sell uh, last year. Uh, sold their home for $395,000. They moved to Tennessee, and they bought a house for $550,000, and their property taxes went down $6,800 a year. Unbelievable. Now, granted, all these sellers may not have moved out of the state. However, anecdotally, the vast majority did leave the state based upon my conversations with top producing agents, and I see them daily. Things are never as they appear, are they? This week's lesson, never underestimate the human reaction to government taxation and regulation. Now, all we have to do is wait and see the results of the election. Will the candidate promising to raise your taxes win? If so... What will be the human reaction, do you suppose? And that's this week's weekly observations. My wife, Christy, and I say we hope you have a great week this week. And it sounds like the weather's going to be starting to get a little bit chillier. Of course, we've got the daylight savings time coming, so it's going to be more challenging to show property. But no problem. With Christy and I available, we can make time, one of us, to get out and show you that property. Now, if you have to go look after dark, that's fine. We're happy to go out and show you the home. And if you like the interior, the way it looks at night in the lights, fine. We can schedule a time to go back later when you're available during the day. And you can reach uh, us at 652-SOLD. Oh, and be sure to like our Facebook page at facebook.com, Fister Success Team. And that's this week's weekly observations. Yeah, I, I, I could just sense it. I could feel it. I, I just knew that, man, I, I would see these sales come through. And I said, well, I've just got to do a study on this and see. And that's just pretty amazing to me that uh, families are in the upper bracket. Uh, one out of every four to five that are sold are selling below what they purchased for it. And I mean, 
some of them by sig significant numbers. The one that I that caught my eye uh, owned the property for 10 years and sold for $295,000 less than they paid for the house. Now, that there's a bargain because if you are a local and you're going to move in and stay, guess what? This market will rebound. We'll eventually get around to where we have reasonable taxation regulations and uh, start growing jobs again, and the value will come back. So if you're thinking about buying an upper bracket home, I'm, I'm sharing with you, now is the time to do it. That's time for uh, your Oak Mill Estates update. Well, you need to go where the action is. I was out there yesterday and took pictures. They're pouring, they're, they're digging two new foundations. There's one duplex approaching completion. We uh, closed on a single family lot. Those folks aren't going to start until spring. Uh, and we've got a hold on another duplex lot. So you better hurry. You're going to miss out on Oak Mill Estates. Now that's in Rochester. You Just a short uh, distance from both uh, Lake Springfield and Lake St. Chris. Uh, it's uh, got the walking trail there. Just a wonderful place to live. I used to live in Rochester, and uh, we truly enjoyed our time there. Both my boys went all the way through their schools, and they're both doing well. Both college graduates, both have great jobs. And congratulations to Josh. He just got offered a new job. Uh, he's an up-and-comer, I'm telling you, in that IT world. Uh, so great schools. Great location, great little village. You can get uh, single-family homes starting at $44,900, up to $47,000. And you can get a duplex lot beginning at $47,000, going up to $49,500. Now, you compare those prices to new lots being developed. The cost of development has gone up so much. Uh, you're going to be looking at sixty-five to seventy thousand dollars for a West Side duplex lot compared to forty-seven thousand. Big difference. And just saying, it's in a TIF district, so you get a that's a fifteen thousand dollar discount off of what the cost of development is. So uh, it's a great opportunity, Oak Mill Estates. You need to call, uh, make your plans for building in the uh, in the spring. Uh, you might still have time the way the weather's going. I understand we might get a little bit more snow than usual, but it's going to be warmer than normal. Uh, something about La Nina or whatever that is beyond me. But uh, you might have a chance to get a foundation in and be able to move in for the spring and establish your yard and get going. Oak Mill Estates, and that was brought to you by our friends at Writings Plumbing. You give Writings Plumbing a call, and if you're going to be building a new home, whether it's in Oak Mill Estates or wherever it's at, you tell your contractor you want Writings Plumbing to do the plumbing for your new home. You want to make sure it's done right, it's done economically, and it's going to be dependable. That's Writings Plumbing, Writings to the Rescue, 544-6890. Now, if you uh, are looking to build elsewhere, I have several other lots that are available. Um, one would be on Croydon Drive. You know where Franklin Park is down on the south side of uh, Springfield? Well, you go in on Hazelcrest, you turn left on Croydon, which is about the 4th Street in, and it's a, it's a dead-end street, so there's not a lot of traffic down there, and it's about, oh, half a dozen homes from the end of the dead end on the uh, south side of the street. 73 by 130-foot lot, only $25,000. That's a great value. How about uh, number three, Webb Court? Uh, it's at the corner of Darnell Road and Webb Court. Just 
uh, east of Springfield. It's in the Tri-City School District. And uh, this is a one-acre lot that about a third of an acre of it is wooded. Uh, it's just a, it's a lovely corner lot. You could set your home with Western exposure. You could do it a number of different ways. There's plenty of room to build what you would like. And it's only $29.9 for an acre lot. Unbelievable. And then out in, in uh, Chatham, uh, in Sweetbriar, as you turn into Sweetbriar, right across from the middle school, uh, at the light there, the first lot on your left, hidden by the berm with the beautiful uh, plantings on it, is a 100 by 150 foot lot that backs up into a pasture. Western exposure off the front of this uh, lot uh, makes it ideal uh, for somebody who uh, likes to uh, enjoy the morning sun in their kitchen and the afternoon shade on their deck. And that lot is an unbelievably low $45,000. And so your alternate lot uh, choices brought to you by our friends at Leader One Mortgage. Give Andrew Cornett a call at 553-1170. Andrew Cornett can help you whether you're buying a upper bracket home, whether you're buying your first home. They have uh, underwriters right in shop. They, when they give you a pre-approval, you've already been through underwriting. It's just a matter of going out and finding a home. And they'll give you a little certificate that you can put with your offer and you give it to your agent and say, give this to the seller. We're not only pre-approved, but leader one says, if we don't close on time, they'll pay you, Mr. Seller or Mrs. Seller, $5,000. That's how confident they are in their pre-approved buyers. So call leader one, 553-1170. And if Andrew uh, isn't available, ask for Holly. Great gal. I've uh, done a number of closing with Holly, and she is very detailed-oriented. She doesn't let anything fall through the cracks. She makes sure that you get closed on time, which I'm sure is very important. Uh, we're just about to run out of time here uh, in the first half hour of the program. Coming up in the second half hour of the program, I'm going to share a quick market activity update with you. Uh, and then I'm going to have the weekly interest rate watch. And then we're going to look at the Rochester School District uh, see how it's performing. Now, we did uh, District 186, and we've done uh, Chatham School District. And uh, District 186 was down a little bit. Their sales were down 4.8%. Uh, Chatham's was even. Actually, they were down one sale. So they're effectively even with last year. Uh, what do you suppose Rochester's doing? Are they going to be up, down, even? What's your guess? Well, stay tuned, and we're going to share that uh, with you. And we're also going to continue our discussion about uh, marketing a home for sale. We, we've already discussed your pricing plan, what you need to do to price it correctly and under market conditions as we have. Uh, we've also talked about the condition of the home, how to prepare the home for sale. Uh, and then we began our discussion last week about marketing a home for sale in 2018. Believe you me, it's nothing like how we marketed homes in 1987 when I started. So stay tuned uh, for that in the second half hour of the program. We'll be right back. Lickety split. With news you can depend. Back to Let's Talk Real Estate. Sponsored by Fritz Fister of REMAX Professionals. Depend on News Talk 94.7 FM and 970 AM WMAY. 
Welcome back to Let's Talk Real Estate, program number 1,185. Let's thank our sponsors for this half hour of the program. Hillier Storage and Moving, moving the things you love. Slabjackers Construction, if your concrete has that sinking feeling, get all jacked up with Slabjackers. Bacon, termite, and pest control, they don't bug you. Just the critters in your home. And JRE Construction Landscaping and Foundation Repair. They can keep water out of your foundation without putting you underwater. I recommend calling Pat Patterson right now, 691-8555. 691-8555. Why? We've got our fall rains coming, right? What happens after fall? Winter. What happens to the ground in winter? It freezes solid. So if you're getting water into your foundation now, while the ground is not frozen, you're going to get a lot more in the spring when the spring rains come and the ground's not thawed out yet because the ground can't absorb the water. It's going to go to the area of least resistance. Bad thing to happen to a home. Wears out the foundation materials and yucky old mold can get created in your crawl space or basement. Uh, I mean, it's just a mess. Keep water out of your foundation. Call Pat Patterson, 691-8555, JRE Construction, Landscaping, and Foundation Repair. Great people. Your market activity update. All right, there's the inventory is down to 1,361 homes for sale. Remember last week I was sharing with you, a lot of times I've been, I have advised my clients uh, when they've been on the market, they haven't had success in getting a sale and closed, uh, that they consider taking their home off the market uh, November, December, January uh, to get the days on the market that appear on their listing. Because see, that will hurt you. If, if a buyer picks up a listing sheet and they look down and they say, whoa, 110 days on the market. I wonder what's wrong with that house. And they don't even want to go look at it. So if you take your house off the market, and because the MLS rules are very clear, you got to be off the market a total of 90 days for the cumulative days on the market to disappear from your listing. Uh, so, for example, say you've been on the market for six months. Uh, you got 180 days on the market. And you decide to change brokers, see if that will help. And you just go out and you relist the property right away. Well, with that uh, new realtor, new broker, you're going to have day one showing at the bottom of the listing sheet where all buyers can see it, one day on the market, cumulative days on the market to the right of it, 181. See, you don't get the advantage of that. So if you take your home off the market November, December, January, you will erase all those uh, days on the market and they'll, they'll no longer become an issue with buyers for you. But here's the problem. Our demand is down. So I've been advising my clients this year, stay on the market. You ain't got anything to lose. You're invisible if you don't. And especially if you have homes in the upper bracket. Upper bracket buyers certainly should keep their homes on the market uh, because that's when we get uh, a number of fourth quarter, first quarter transferees. Uh, moving into the marketplace. In fact, I showed um, a transferee property uh, this week. Uh, they were, they're uh, just simply awaiting whether or not they get the job offer or not. Uh, so you just never know when that person might call out of the blue. Now, are we going to be getting as many as we have in the past? Probably not. But we're going to be getting them 
And if you take your upper bracket home off the market now and go back on, those people that are coming in, transferring in, they're going to be moving in in the first quarter. They're shopping here in the fourth quarter. At least you'll have a chance with those folks. Uh, 1,361, that's down 59 uh, homes from last year, down 4.1%. And that's actually um, the fewest for this date on record. We've finally fallen behind. See, 2016 was our low year, and there was 1,370 homes for sale on this date in 2016. There's nine fewer than that today. So that's what I'm saying. you got the least amount of competition right now, so why not stay out on the market? 3,214 closed home sales, as I said. That's a few of us going back through and including 2013 for this date. 342 homes are currently reported under contract. That's effectively even with last year, and it's the second fewest for this date going back to 2013. The good news is only 854 listings have expired compared to 1,471 back in 2013, five years ago, when we had a higher inventory. How many homes were on the market today in 2013? 1,715. 414 more homes. How about that? 687 withdrawn listings. Now, that's down 58 from last year. So we only have a total of 1,541 where we had oh, well over 2,000 uh, in normal, normal markets. So it makes sense to stay out there, keep marketing your home. Now, if you have a legitimate need to sell, you don't want to take off your home off the market anyway. If you know you, you're not going to need to be selling early next year or into the spring, I think your chances are just as good now as then because what's going to happen is, is you're going to have an equal number of increase in demand as with inventory. So you're going to have, have more competition. You may have more buyers, but you're going to have more competition. Six, one, half dozen, the other. You ever hear that? Well, if you're, if you're one of those folks uh, and you have a relationship with a REMAX professional agent, give them a call at 787-7215. They're, they're my friend. I don't compete against my fellow REMAX agents, but I'm happy to compete against anybody else in the marketplace. My name is Fritz Fister. I've been a full-time realtor since 1987, been with REMAX since 1989, approaching uh, over 2,700 career ho home sales. Uh, you can call me at 217-652-SOLD, 217-652-SOLD. My beautiful wife, Christy, and I uh, work together as a team. We're the only two agents on the team, so you get personal service. We're not one of these uh, mega teams with eight, nine, ten licensees on it, and you don't know who you're working with. You're working with us. We have a full-time office administrator, the best in the market, Amy Mason, and we have a contract uh, with uh, Teresa Singer over at PDQ to handle all of our uh, closing uh, documentation, title work, and such. So we have professionals every step of the way to assist you, and we assist you personally. When you call Fritz, you're either working with Fritz or Christy, and actually you just end up working with both of us. So it would be an honor to serve your family. Give me a call at 652-SOLD. That would be a great thing to do for me and you. Now, if I can find my outline again, I'd, I've done set it around somewhere. Uh, so that's your, uh, your weekly market activity report brought to you by Slabjackers Construction. Slabjackers. Uh, good old Chuck, man. He knows his business. You give them a call at 
excuse me, 787 8252. 787 8252. It's time for your interest uh, rate report. It's being brought to you by Hill, your storage and moving. Now, interest rates are having an impact on the market, too. We're going to at 4% is a lot different than the same payment at 5%. That's a, uh, a big increase in the cost of money. And your interest rate report is being brought to you by our friends at uh, Hillier Storage and Moving. And I've done misplaced my, my outline here, so I don't know their phone number off the top of my head, but I'll get it for you here. You stay tuned. But uh, our, our interest uh, rate watch... Uh, I, I was curious why I, I usually receive about a half a dozen different lenders send me interest rates uh, every day during the business week. Not a one of them sent one out on Friday. I couldn't believe it. So these are the numbers as of Thursday. And what I do is I kind of average them out between the different lenders. And here you go. Your 15-year uh, rate uh, bumped up uh, just a little bit from four point. Uh, 425 to 4.45, so just under 4.5%. Your 30-year conventional fixed-rate loan jumped up to 5.05%. Your VA, your FHAs are still holding just under 5% at 4.875, and your USDA rural housing loan, yep, that bad boy is right at 5% even. So as Professor Judd told you last uh or at the beginning of the year, I should say, uh, guess what? We'll have 5% interest rates before the end of the year. Well, it's before the end of the year, and we're here. So there you go. That's your interest rate watch brought to you by our friends at Hillier Storage and Moving, moving the things you love. You give Tom Swift a call. Don't forget, Hillier moves businesses. If you're changing office buildings, don't overlook calling Hillier Storage and Moving to get a bid for that business move. Also, don't forget about their um, records management and storage. They uh, have a great uh, service to be offered there as well. So Hillier Storage and Moving, give Tom Swift a call, and I'll get you that number here in a minute or two. That's your interest rate update for this week. Interest rate watch. We're at 5% now, folks. Uh, We'll just have to wait and see how that works out. Uh, I know, and I'm concerned about interest rates because we had such a great jobs report yesterday with the 250,000 jobs, which I still think is anemic. I think we should be getting around 400,000 a month, to be honest with you. But we'll take the 250,000. Uh, but the reason why I'm concerned about interest rates in the job report is Real wages, the working man finally got a pay raise after about 20 years. It's the first time since 2009 that wages increased over 3% in a month. 3.1% uh, average wages up. Combine that with the tax cuts. So if you're getting a pay raise due to rising wages and you've, uh, and you've got more money in your take-home pay because of the tax cut, 
That means the working family is going to have more disposable income. They can pay that towards back bills. They can pay it towards student loans. They can, they can use it for the upcoming Christmas season. But in other words, uh, they have more money to put back into the economy. What does that do? That's going to generate more jobs, more opportunities, more growth. But why am I worried about interest rates? Because the number one factor, in, uh, in my opinion, that influences inflation are wage increases. And the Federal Reserve has already said they were probably going to raise rates again this year. Well, they certainly will now. I think that ices it, the 3.1% increase in wages. Isn't that terrible to be a working man? You're finally getting a raise, and so what does the Federal Reserve do? They try to tap you down so you don't get more raises. That's not any good. Well, it's time for your uh, subdivision of the week. Uh, as I mentioned, we're going to do the Rochester School District, and I found this rather fascinating myself. Uh, we started out at... Uh, District 186, that's the big dog. And then we went out to Chatham, the second biggest dog in the county. And then we were swinging around to the Rochester School District. Uh, and that's being uh, brought to you by our friends at Bacon, Termite, and Pest Control. You give Bill and Kathy Bacon a call. My gosh, they are great people. Uh, whether or not you're buying a home, have your home inspected annually for termites. You know, a lot of people buy their home, they have it inspected, and then they don't think anything about termites again. Then all of a sudden, they go down in the basement, they look up, and they say, what the dickens is that? Because it's been five, six, seven, eight years since you bought your home. Well, call Bill and Kathy Bacon, Bacon Termite and Pest Control. I don't have their number handy here because I've done misplaced my, my outline. Uh-oh, uh-oh, I think I found it. There you go, 544-7566, Bill and Kathy Bacon. Give them a call, whether you're selling or buying or whatever. Make sure your home doesn't get termites. Those critters can cause a lot of damage and lead to infinitely more expense than just having an inspection done. What's going on out in Rochester? Well, it's a smaller school district. And, you know, hey, good luck to Chatham today. I didn't hear. Did Rochester play last night? I haven't heard the results. They were playing Pontiac, I believe. I go to bed so, so early because I get up at 3 o'clock on Saturdays to dig through all these stats. Give me a call, 629-7970. Let me know who won between Rochester and Pontiac. But good luck to the Chatham guys. But if you look, see, Chatham's the, the biggest dog out in the county. District 186 in Springfield, obviously, is the biggest district. But Chatham's a 6A school, and Rochester's a 4A school, and that's done on population size. Uh, and that's one of the things I really liked about uh, uh, my both my boys going all the way through the Rochester schools because they were even smaller then. I'm a small-town guy. And I, I really appreciated the opportunity. They have top-of-the-line academics, but on top of that, you have more opportunities to participate in extracurriculars. Uh, yeah, my son Sam, congratulations. He was on the very first uh, uh, football team in Rochester. Uh, so and they, that's you know a relatively new uh, program out there. What's going on in Rochester School District? Well, if you want a single-family home, there's 36 to choose from in the Rochester School District. Now, that includes the village of Rochester, the outlying rural communities, and part of the uh, uh, east side of Springfield, along uh, Lake Springfield there, along East Lake Drive. 
number of subdivisions. Now, not all of them are, are Rochester. Some of them are uh, District 186. you got to be careful. But 36 single-family homes are available. The median list price of a single-family home in the Rochester School District, $225,000. What was it in Chatham? 336000 on 144 homes. So, 94.9 in Springfield, just to give you a comparison. $225,000. Now, these homes have been on the market an average of 121 days. Single-family attached homes in condos, Rochester, there's three available. The median list price, $199.9. None of those are new ones. Those are resales. And they've been on the market an average of 37 days. Now, under contract, single-family homes out in Rochester, 13. The median list price of those under contract, $219.9. And they were on the market an unbelievably long 142 days, in my opinion. Uh, two single-family homes are under contract. They are on under uh, 121 days on the market. And the median list price, $177.250. Now, even in great places like Rochester, not everything sells. Single-family homes that either expired or withdrew from the market without a successful sale, 23 in the last 12 months, with a median list price of $249,000. Now, let's look at the sold and closed. What do we say? 36 single-family homes available for sale? Well, how many have sold and closed so far this year? 10 months and 2 days. 125. The median sale price in... Uh, Rochester, 195,000, averaged 53 days on the market. That's substantially below the 71 days average for the market. So 195,000, the median uh, sale price out in uh, in Chatham was uh, 223,000. Springfield was 99.9. So a little bit different. Uh, your single family attached, there have been 10 sales out in Rod in the Rochester School District. And the median sale price, $170,000. They were only on the market 25 days. That's another reason you builders need to be looking at go where the action is because there aren't any duplex lots available. You, if, if there are, you can count them on less than one hand, except in Oak Mill Estates. You need to get out there and take advantage of that because those are in demand in that area. Now, how does that compare to last year at this time? Well, single-family homes sold and closed through November the 2nd of 2017, 118. So home sales are up. We had District 186 down 4.8%. We had Chatham even, and we have Rochester sales up on a down year. There were only two single-family attached homes sold, and there are 10 this year. So 135 sales compared to 120 total. And that's your uh, Rochester School District report. And uh, we'll bounce around next week. I haven't made up my mind where I'm going to go next. Uh, maybe out to Pleasant Plains or oh, possibly out to New Berlin. Those will be our last two county schools. Uh, let's see here. Well, maybe uh, Tri-City, maybe Riverton. Eh, we'll have to wait and see. If you have a preference, you can always give me a call at 652-SOLD, and I'll be happy to put it on the list. In fact, call me at 652-SOLD. If you're thinking about selling your home, we are uh, at our annual low, which is typical for this time of year, of number of listings. If you want personal attention from Fritz and Christy Fister, call us at 652-SOLD and be our pleasure to, uh, to uh, come out and visit with you and 
and develop a plan to help you succeed. Hello, you're on Let's Talk Real Estate with Fritz. Hey, Fritz. What's up? How you doing? I'm doing great. What's up? Hey, uh, how about that jobs report yesterday? That was fantastic. And and that's what just breaking my heart about Illinois. Uh, you know, the rest of the country is going gangbusters. 3.1% real wage increase, the first time over 3% since 2009, and the real first wage increase since the 1990s. And I want to keep that going. Uh, yeah, and great uh, manufacturing and uh, construction job numbers, 3 million New jobs on pace for the entire year at that at 250,000. Well, uh, and they're good jobs. Like, yeah, they're yeah know. the jobs that are being created now, 80 uh, percent of them or more are full-time living wage jobs. Where the this has been like 97 months of continuous job growth, the longest it's it's a it's the longest run we've ever had. But the problem was between 2009. And uh, 2016, 80% of the jobs were part-time. So we've completely yeah. flipped that around, and that's a great thing because people really needed needed the jobs. And those jobs that we were told were never coming back are coming back. Manufacturing yeah. is up again. So since election, since election Day is Tuesday, I want to remind people, Nancy Pelosi became the speaker in 2007. The three years before she was speaker, we had GDP growth of about 3%. Four years she was in, we basically had zero or yeah. less. Well, yeah. So don't be putting her back in to run things because well, that's Nancy gave us Obamacare. <laughs> well, that certainly wouldn't be my preference, but I I appreciate the call, and hopefully uh, hey, Illinois will get some of these jobs and pay increases. What's yeah, your go comment ahead. on the sales tax for the um, for the school? Uh, I'm going to uh, hold my opinion, uh, my personal opinion, uh, private. But I will share with you that the uh, Capital Area uh, Association of Realtors has come out in favor of the sales tax. Okay. And sales tax, everybody pays, including people from outside the county. Correct. So that, that's a good thing. That hey, is correct. Have uh, a good weekend. All right. Enjoy thanks, Brian. Make it. Everybody go out and vote. All right. Thanks a lot. Yep. Everybody get out and vote. That's for sure. Because we're going to get the government we deserve. No question about it. Talked last week about marketing a home for sale. And uh, I think it's very important that you understand where buyers find their, the homes that they end up purchasing. Uh, just on a quick side note, if you're out there, I don't care if it's spring, winter, fall, summer, don't care. The first person to make an offer on your home 99% of the time is going to negotiate to the highest price you'll ever see during that listing period. So when you get an offer, you need to look at it seriously. And... If uh, you don't uh, find it acceptable, nobody says you have to take it. But just remember, Fritz told you so. Uh, but here's what you what we really need to know when you're you when you're looking to find a buyer for your home, you have to to understand where the buyers come from. Well, 43% of the buyers first saw the home that they ended up buying on the internet. 33% were introduced to the home they purchased first time they saw it from their real estate agent. That's 76%. That's more than three out of four. 9% from a yard sign or open house. 1% print or newspaper ad. 3% uh, directly from the home seller. And less than 1% from a home book or magazine. Now, for sale by owner transactions, 
accounted for 9% of all sales. However, when you factor in private sales between parties who knew each other in advance and consumers going directly to builders to build a contract job, the actual number of homes sold on the open market without a professional is 6% of all sales. So that should give you some framework of where people come from. Now, the other thing that you really need to know is uh, the open house. Open houses, people really like those. But please know that open houses are for the real estate agent more than for you as the home seller. That's because less than 1% of all home sales are the result of an open house. Now, the agent hosting the open house, they're going to meet people at your house. They're going to use your home to attract people. And they will end up, uh, there are six uh, sales uh, that will happen uh, as a result of your open house, but the people bought other houses. So 6% uh, will buy as a result of open house, but they're not buying your house. 1% uh, or less will actually buy your home as you're holding it open. And just this little uh, bit of advice, if you are uh, selling your home by owner, which is perfectly fine, you're the one that's paid for it and all, if uh, you're going to be hosting an open house, remember it's a security risk, especially if you're a single female. Do not hold that open house by yourself. Have a friend or two come over and be with you during the open house. And in fact, uh, I, even if you're a couple, I recommend having a friend or two come over for the open house because guess what? Uh, if you have a successful open house, you could have 30 or 40 people in your home and you're not going to be able to be with them all the time. So that's just a little tidbit. Well, my name's Fritz Fister. It's been a pleasure speaking with you this morning. I sure do appreciate the opportunity to uh, share information with you. Give me a call at 652-SOLD. Uh, it would be an honor to serve your family. God bless our first responders. God bless our police officers. God bless America. And above all, God bless our troops serving around the world.